to a Burst of Hope podcast with your co-hosts, Kim Stanley and Martha Wilson, who couldn't use a little hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Tune in every week as we share heart-to-heart conversation with other hope seekers. Join us at the table for real talk that will meet you right where you are. So go ahead, press pause on worry, overwhelm, and crazy, and breathe in God of hope. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of A Burst of Hope. I am so happy that you are with me again today. And as I told you last week, I'm recording a two-part episode for us. My friend and co-host Kim Stanley is with grandchildren and family. And as we have been focusing on being anchored this summer, last week I shared with you just some personal trials that I've been walking through this summer and how I am becoming more anchored in the Word of God. And I just kind of wanted to carry that theme on this week to encourage us in how Jesus stayed anchored. And I had to stop and think about, did Jesus have to stay anchored? And the answer is yes, because we know that the Word of God teaches us that Jesus was fully God and fully man at the same time. And he walked and lived life on this earth just as we do. And I thought about how did he, what did he do? And one thing that was just consistent with me was that he, of course, he lived by the Father's voice. You know, he says that he didn't say anything or do anything except that which the Father said or did. So he he stayed anchored by listening and watching um, for his Father. And we do the same. It is so important for us to keep our ears tuned to the Spirit um, that he, we can hear him leading us and guiding us and telling us which way to go and what to do and what decision to make and what phone call to make and what store to go to. And, you know, sometimes when I am out shopping and there's something that I just really, really need, you know, I'll just say, Father, you know, I don't have time to be going all over the place. Please lead me to where I can find this item that I need. And sometimes he does. It's like immediately I walk in the first store and there it is. But you know what? I'll just be real with you. Sometimes I go from store to store to store and it rises up in me almost like a really God. I thought that you would lead me right and what he did, what he did and what he does in every situation is he is teaching us and he's training us to hear his voice and to walk with him and to go by his timing. And, you know, it may be in the enduring and in the waiting. Um, sometimes it may be that I'm at the store at just the right time that I needed to be to bump into someone. And honestly, sometimes I never know why I had to go to five or six stores to find what I needed, but I receive it and accept it as a training in just listening and waiting and persevering. So we know Jesus, he listened for the Father's voice and he moved by um, by the Father. And he just, he just kept his eyes on his Father. I love how Jesus was just consistently pulling away from the disciples and from the crowd to be with the Father. Often he would go up to the mountain. Scripture tells us he would go up to the mountain 
to be alone. And so he stayed anchored by keeping that space, that time with the Father. It was, he, he showed us it's a vital necessity to pull away from the one to pull away from the three to pull away from the 12 to pull away from the crowd um, to just be with the Father and stare at the Father. That's something that I've practiced this summer also because, you know, honestly, I've not had time for a lot of people in my life this summer with all that's been going on. Just the care of my husband has taken, you know, most of my time. And so I have stared at the Father. I have looked at his character, you know, what he's like. I want to see who you are in this situation. And I believe that, that Jesus lived us lived that out for us, you know, looking at the Father. Um, he kept his eyes set on his assignment. You know, he had been sent to earth, we know, ultimately to die. But the years, the 33 years that he lived on earth, he had a specific assignment to fulfill. And he kept his eyes on his assignment. He kept his eyes on his purpose. And... That purpose that that's part of, that answers the other two that I've already talked about is that he had to hear the Father, he had to go where the Father said go, he had to stare at the Father and keep that perspective, um, so that he could keep his eyes on his assignment. This is what I am here for. This is my purpose, and I think likewise we have to do that. The Scripture tells us that Jesus kept his eyes fixed on. He said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he knew what was to come. We we actually were his joy that he was purchasing us by his life, his death on the cross. He was purchasing us. Um, he is after a bride. And the joy set before him that he would he would be with the Father. He would be at the right hand of the Father one day and that we are there with him at the right hand. And he fixed his eyes, you know, on his goal. He kept himself set and fixed. And he was all about what the Father's purpose was. And I, as I just, I know there's many more things, but those are the things that I wanted to highlight that, that came to my mind of Jesus. And, and this verse in Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, has, has always been a favorite of mine, but... I have just lingered with this one, especially um, early this morning, and it, I want to share it from the Amplified Translation. It says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to Him, lean on Him, hope confidently in Him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Wrapped up in that verse, I just hear so much. Even last week, I talked about God being trustworthy. I spoke of seeking his peace and realizing when I don't have peace in my life, then I'm out of sync with him. I've got out of alignment with him when I don't have peace in my life. When I'm letting the chaos around me get within me, then I've got to find my peace. And he himself is my peace. 
You know, we can feel peace, but peace is not just a feeling. Peace is a person. And so Jesus Christ himself is my peace, and his presence brings peace. So you and I know that there can be chaos swirling all around us, which is most of our life. And even when the chaos is swirling around us, we can have a peace and a stillness and a calm and a trust within us. But this scripture tells us how. And it says, you guard him and you keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Uh, Another translation says, whose mind is steadfast. And so we have to keep our mind set on him. And so my practice in this is acknowledging you know, the lack of trust, the lack of faith, the fear, the swirling that is going on within me and actually pulling my mind back to uh, Christ, pulling my mind back to his word. A lot of times I get a picture of how um, my dad used to take my face, my chin and his hand and turn my face directly toward him and even lift my chin up where I would look into his eyes. And it's like that's, you know, I feel God, my, my Father God, wooing me to turn my face toward Him, to look upon Him. It's almost like Him saying, look at me, Martha, look at me. What did we just talk about this morning? Remember? And I have to pause and go back to the word that He spoke to me that morning. You know, I have to look within my heart, within my spirit, and see what I ate of his word that morning and what I took in. And I have to remind myself what he spoke to me. And when I keep my mind stayed, steadfast, fixed on him, then the peace comes to me. And I don't know about you, friends listening in, but that is not an automatic for me. You know, I think we look at one another sometimes and we think, oh, she knows, she trusts God. She lives in faith and peace all the time. She doesn't have to actively do that. No, we do. We all have to be intentional about this relationship with Jesus. We have to, um, we have to use self-disciplines that the Holy Spirit gives us to turn and to fix our eyes and to look upon him, to put our mind um, on him and not look to the left or to the right. Um, And then it says, because the, the scripture says, because he commits himself to you, he leans on you, he hopes in you. And I just say that back to him. I'm leaning on you. My hope is in you. I am confidently trusting in you. I commit myself to you. I run into you. And to say back to him this very scripture, the Lord God is an everlasting rock. You are my rock of ages. Because everything that's going on around me includes um, not just stuff. It includes the what if thoughts that come into our mind. You know about those, right? We all have them. Uh, I, I believe the enemy just has, um, he has a bucket full of what if arrows to send our way. 
that causes us to look at the situation that we're in. What if this happens? You know, for me, what if this doesn't heal? What if it gets in the bloodstream? What if it goes worse? What? Oh my goodness. Yes, all of those things can be. But, oh, that's where I need to turn my head and lift my head up from the reality, the natural of what's going on and stare upon Him uh, because He is my steady. He is my steadfast. He is my constant. And that comes from, you know, the Word of God. It's like we have to gaze upon Him. Another verse I love is Proverbs 4, 25 and 26. And it says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Look upon Him. Stare upon Him. Um, I had to look up the word gaze. I know what gaze means, but I wanted to see what the dictionary says. It says, looking steadily and earnestly, intently, fixing your eyes, looking especially in admiration, surprise, and thought. And so I want to gaze upon the Lord. I want my eyes to look in front of me, not to the left what if, not to the right what if, not to the behind if only I had, but straight ahead that my eyes are fixed on Him. Because remember, we are anchored in Him. He is our anchor. He's the one that holds us. And so I am moving my eyes from even the reality of what's going on right here. And I'm fixing my eyes on Him and I'm staring upon Him. Everything shifts and change, changes when I stare upon Him. Um, I have this Bible, paperback Bible I've had for so long. It's called the Worship Bible NIV. And this is just a note in the side. I wanted to share with you, You are the God who sustains me. You carry me and rescue me, and I rest between your shoulders. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet your unfailing love for me will not be shaken, nor will your covenant of peace be removed, for you have compassion on me. So I will fix the gaze of my soul on you, O God, for you are my help and my salvation. I will not be anxious about everything, anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, I will present my request to you. And your peace, O God, which transcends all understanding, will stand guard over my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And we know that those verses come from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You see, as I shift my gaze, and not just my physical eye, but as I shift the gaze of my spirit to him, upon him, and upon his word, then I'm leaning into him, and I can see him, and that peace overcomes me. Um, fixing my eyes on him is keeping me anchored, gazing upon him and his beauty, being astonished by him, you know, looking more at him and who he is than what's going on in my life is growing a deeper faith. It's causing our roots to grow in him. And uh, I don't know if you are fit, are familiar with the group called Maverick City. 
and I believe also Cody Carnes was a part of the song called Firm Foundation. Um, but that song comes to my mind this morning. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing for you. If Kim were here, I might just ask her to impromptu sing it for us, but I'm not going to do that. But uh, I just want to read you some of the words, and then I'll share the link to the song for you, Firm Foundation by Maverick City. It says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations, so why would he fail me now? He won't. He won't. No, he won't. He won't fail me. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength because I've built my life on Jesus and he's never let me down. He's faithful through every season of my life. So why would he fail me now? He won't, friend, he won't. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which every which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I've put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. I have a testimony. I have a story to sing. This is my story. This is my song. This is my testimony. Can I sing it to you? The rain came. Yes. The wind blew. Yes. But my house was built on you, Jesus, and I'm safe with you, and I'm going to make it through. The rain came. The wind blew. But my house was built on you, and I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Friends, you're going to make it through too if you make Christ your firm foundation. And wherever you are today, whatever's going on in your life, may I encourage you to run into Him. Make Him your firm foundation. When the winds are blowing all around you, you know, the windows are rattling and it sounds like the house is going to come down. Stare at him. Gaze upon him. Look for him in the middle of it. Let him show you who he is. Cry out to him. God, who are you in this? Where are you in this? I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to trust in you, my friend. It's the only way to stand. It's the only way to live this life anchored. And we better learn today how to be anchored because tomorrow another storm is coming. Friends, I just want to let you know that uh, during the month of August, Kim and I are actually going to take a break. We want to pray and plan, plan and prepare for September we have some exciting friends already lined up to sit at the table with us and bring incredible stories. I cannot wait for you to hear them. During the month of August, um, while we're not bringing weekly podcasts, I want to invite you to join us in the reading of Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm in the Bible. It is full of um, loving God's Word and every time that I read through Psalm 119, 
it causes me to long for God's word more. And I just ask you to pray that as you read it, that you ask God to give you a hunger and a love for his word, that you want to become rooted and grounded in his word, that you want to be one who gazes upon him and stares upon him, and that you believe his word to be true, that what he tells you in this book is true and what he promises to do and to be, he is and he will do. Psalm 119 is long. It's not meant to be read quickly. Um, When you read the word statues, laws, commands, decrees, you can just put in their word of God. And I encourage you just to take a little section at a time over the four weeks um, of August and let a love for his word rise up in you. And uh, I can tell you, we will be so anxious to be back with you um, in September um, for a new series of episodes and a burst of hope. Thank you for being our burst of hope friends. And we look forward to all that God has in front of us. And I look forward to hearing how God gives you a new love for his word as you were in his word in Psalm 119. Oh, that we might love him and trust him and take him at his word.